Jumping in on Manx Radio with Howard and Chris Kane. Hello, good evening, and welcome. And here we are once again on a Friday night here on Manx Radio. It is nine o'clock, the weekend begins here, particularly if you are of a jazzy persuasion, because this is Jumping In, the best in modern and contemporary jazz, with myself, H. And me, Chris. Yes, welcome along to this week's show. And you know that the year is slipping away from you when your email inbox is full of back-to-school offers, and the shops start reminding you that Christmas is coming, and yet the schools are barely broken up. Well, we're in no such rush here on Jumping In, so relax, leave cutting the grass till tomorrow, put your feet up, throw another GCA, GCSE textbook into the fire pit and toast your offspring's hitherto unseen confidence and make the most of these hazy days in August while you can. After all, you don't see rain like that all year long, do you? Oh, then again. So, H, is it a lazy day lullaby or a summer scorcher for you this week? <laughs> I'm looking to tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's journey, in fact, a cracking new one out from uh, David Binney. We have a birthday boy, boy with some Montreal tapes. One of my favourite bass players of all time. And uh, yes, uh, cracking a new release. I love your Porgy and other classics from Michael Volney. And for me, well, we're blue at the barn. We tumble over the rocks and uh, not for the first time, frankly. We hear what we hear and we hope that this is a good way to start. Here's Frank T. Russo and his large band. Thank you. 
hope. You can almost feel it hanging in the hair, can't you? At least the first movement of the three-part suite, written by Frankie Russo for his friend, pianist Austin Peralta and Frankie's large band. Originally, he trained as a guitarist in Montreal. Born Rioso has focused mainly on composition, arranging and conducting, working with a large number of well-known big bands and producing for luminaries such as Fred Hirsch on his last album and Philip Glass. Hope was uh, composed back in 2011 as a fantastic band with a couple of names you'd recognise. I'm not going to go through all 22 of them. Mm. And the suite is an interesting study showcasing the pianistic prowess of Peralta. Terrific stuff. Great way to get the show going as ever. And uh, this one's a great new one as well, just out from uh, David Binney. You know, we haven't featured a great deal of David Binney on the show uh, over the last uh, year or two. And uh, he's also been vaguely on my radar rather than someone I've listened a great deal to. And then, yeah, this one came up, uh, one of sort of two he's brought out quite recently, both The Eternal Journey or something along the lines of the other one. Can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but this one uh, particularly caught my attention, Tomorrow's Journey. Uh, is billed as not just an album, as testament to what contemporary music can be, setting a new standard for musical innovation. It's a bold claim. What do you reckon?
cracking stuff. Second to none, that track's called the opening track on David Binney's latest, or one of his latest. He has two out fairly concurrently, I think, on uh, Ghost Note. Tomorrow's journey. Uh, Hole, he's well known for, for doing, again, a lot of mentoring, a bit like sort of Art Blakey, a sort of a 21st century Art Blakey, as it were. A lot of commitment to mentoring younger musicians around the LA area. A fantastic band, all Los Angeles-based. Uh, pianist Luca Mendoza and Paul Cornish. Bassists, bassists Ethan Moffat and Logan Kane. None of them are household names to uh, many of us, I don't think. A drummer, Benjamin Ring, who I've vaguely heard of. Uh, percussionist Kenny Volson, who is fairly well-known. And brass players Aaron Yannick and John Hattemeyer. Uh, Binny notes that the two basses were a new setting for me to write for. He says, I've made numerous records with two drummers, but this is the first whole album I've done with two basses. And says, tomorrow's journey is musically intricate acoustic project the most intricate I've worked on thus far. And he puts it down to having had time to do fairly complex writing, uh, of course, during lockdown. Uh, so many, Yes, yeah, so many people were sort of uh, busy doing projects one way or another and they're able to rehearse with his group in Los Angeles at his home studio. The album recorded at Next Recorders in East Los Angeles, the studio that's home to uh, Los Lobos and also uh, Rufus Wainwright, yeah, I've heard of him. Again, definitely worth checking out, and I'll be listening to more David Binney. He's got an awful lot of kit out over the years, and uh, I think I might be going through a bit more of his back catalogue now. Yeah, very, very good. I know I recommended that one to you. I've enjoyed it very much. And the other one, actually, is on Criss Cross. Uh, it's called A Glimpse of the Eternal, with a more uh, well-known lineup of Craig Taborn, Ivan Opsik, and Dan Weiss. Uh, but they're both definitely worth a listen. Now, uh, another new face on the block, 23-year-old Julius Rodriguez, a deft pianist and keyboardist, as well as a great drummer. One instrument, it seems, is not enough these days. Now, Julius dropped out from the prestigious Juilliard School to tour with rapper ASAP Rocky well-known to the likes of you and I in this audience uh, for the programme, I, uh, I guess. And now he likes nothing better than to mix his prolific technique with mixing, gospel, R&B, and, of course, jazz. Here he is, warming up an enthusiastic, albeit virtual, crowd with blues in the barn.
Rose at the Barn from Julius Rodriguez and his trio ripping through a straight-ahead blues with some studio effects there, a bit of drifting phase and very modern mixing throughout the album. It's largely a showcase of Julius's full bag of tricks and it doesn't really stick to a particular style. Uh, it also has guest appearances with both trumpet and saxophone and uh, vocals on a couple of tracks. We're led to believe that he made his debut at Small's Jazz Club, aged 11, impressing with a series of Ellington in- interpretations. Once again, I'm minded to think, what were we doing as kids, wasting our time climbing up trees and making paper planes? Yeah, anyway, the album's called Let's Sound Tell All and is available now. Hello, I'm Julia Hultzman. You're listening to Jumping In with Chris and H. <laughs> Thank you. 
Ah, terrific stuff. Art Deco, of course, you might have recognised the track. You might have recognised the pocket trumpet of Don Cherry as well, along with the wonderful, uh, sadly, they're all now late, I'm afraid, but still great in all the ways, Don Cherry on his pocket trumpet, Ed Blackwell at the drums, and the man for whom they were all there, Charlie Hayden on the Montreal tapes with Don Cherry and uh, Ed Blackwell back in 1989. A series of albums brought out to celebrate Charles's connection with the music over the years. And he just says at the beginning of this album, he says, I'm in heaven because he played and they're a fantastic collection of albums. So there's Don Cherry and Ed Blackwell on one. There's the likes of Joe Henderson and Al Foster and another, Gonzalo Rubalcaba and Paul Motion, Pat Metheny and Jack DeJohnette, Egberto Gismonti, Paul Blake. You get the gist of it. All the people he played with over the years and a great collection of albums in this special concerts to honour his name. Charlie, of course, I think the last of the three to leave us uh, a couple of years or three years back. You lose track, don't you? One way or another. But all of them a great recorded legacy. And uh, it would have been Charlie. Charlie's birthday today. So we're going to play that in his honour. Quickly before that, we were the latest uh, not out yet from Michael Volney, one of my favourites. And uh, I've enjoyed his music ever since the M group he had for years. Ghosts with his current trio, Tim Lefebvre and uh, Eric Schaffer. He's been playing with them for quite some time. Uh, with on bass and drums, exploring, as he says, the ghosts that inhabit songs from jazz, classical and pop music. The central part of the album, Hauntology, and uh, movements celebrating northern and southern Gothic. The music ranges from Schubert's uh, Elekonig to jazz standards by Gershwin or Duke Ellington. And as you might have heard, we uh, had a great version, I thought, of uh, Porgy there at the beginning. Wonderful stuff. He seems to be getting more, as time goes by, his latest music, to my mind, is getting more introspective and reflective and none the worse for that. Maybe it's just what we all do as we get a little bit older and uh, that is coming out on ACT and I'm looking out for a release date but uh, while I look at End of the summer, I think. End of this month, yeah. I think. Yeah, back end of this month. And interestingly, mentioning Don Cherry there, that this year's London Jazz Festival, not that far away if you wanted to make notes in your diary in November, of course. But there is... Uh, of September, they are found it. 30th September. September. There is a there is a special night dedicated. In fact, Don Cherry tribute featuring Nena Cherry, uh, his daughter, with special guests, uh, Khalil Exbars in ensemble with Dwight Treble, uh, his son David Ornette Cherry, singer Nena Cherry, and her daughter Naima Carlson and many other guests from the incredible musical family they say on the press release and that will be on the 20th of November at the Barbican now there is something instantly recognisable about sessions where you can sense the anticipation and almost telepathic relationship between the players pianist and vocalist Joy Ellis's third release Peaceful Place shows her trio on top form and it's no surprise when you find they've been together for eight years here's Cascade
Very nice indeed. Cascade from Peaceful Place, the recent release from pianist Joy Ellis. Whilst her previous albums have all featured guest stars and concentrated on her vocal talents, the uh, forced isolation lockdown put Joy in a reflective mood, she said, and she concentrated on her piano playing with no vocals at all on this release, and it's none the worse for that. Perhaps putting me in mind of John Taylor at places, or perhaps Brad Meldow, but I'd say Joy Ellis is definitely one to watch. A lovely album, Peaceful Place, available now. Certainly is most enjoyable. You are listening, of course, to Jumping In, the best in modern and contemporary jazz, here on Manx Radio with Chris and myself, H. Alex Sipiagin is another one where Lord knows how many albums he's got out, but you're again rather like Jeremy Pelt, buy an Alex Sipiagin album and uh, you're not going to go far wrong. It's always going to swing, it's always going to be interesting, there's always going to be cracking players on it, and it's going to probably sound something like this. Damn good.
terrific stuff, as I say. Never go wrong with an Alex Sipiagin album, Ascent to the Blues. That is uh, out now. If you fancy going down to your, well, I was going to say, your nearest CD emporium, chances are you might just download it from somewhere. But if you can get the physical media, I will still like it. And I think, um, I don't know, there's something about it in, in any case. Uh, cracking lineup again, as you can imagine, Alex himself on flugelhorn, Diego Rivera on saxophone, Art Hirahara piano, Boris Kozlov on bass, uh, Rudy Royston at the drums. Um, I think it's taken from a Trotsky-esque uh, comment. The uh, the historic ascent of humanity taken as a whole may be summarised as a succession of victories of consciousness over blind forces in nature. This is that ascent again in society, in man himself. This is a Leon Trotsky a quote. And um, himself, Alex Sipiagin, again, uh, is talking about the music quite a lot. He started out, I think, classically and then headed towards the jazz genre in later years and there's a note on some of the liner notes where they're saying too many times in recent years in today's increasingly academic world of jazz it sadly seems that many musicians are preferring to discount overlook or at best take a very narrow view on the blues and uh, he's looking to put this right and really enjoyed this one I must admit it's been in the car that track in particular has been one of my favourites another one more than worth your time and trouble to check it out and he's very hot on the New York scene, a big favourite of mine, Alex Sipagin as well. And you'll find him, again, prolific player, and he turns up in countless lineups, including uh, David Binney, who we featured earlier on in one of his uh, recent albums a couple of years ago, which I did feature on the show at the time, I think, which was called uh, Balance 3858 with uh, David Binney and John Escret, uh, Matt Brewer, Adam Rogers, Eric Harland. But uh, you won't go wrong with any one of those. And he's now, uh, either you'll find his older releases on Criss Cross and most of his new releases are on Positone Records. Absolutely and what was the track which uh, first inspired him? The, it, it was The Sidewinder. The Sidewinder. Lee Morgan. Yeah. yeah, there you are. And, uh, yeah, interesting. Talked about telepathy. I actually had that very track in the same album down to play this evening yeah, and uh, great moved, moved it to one side. I must have known you were going to play it. Well, that's about it for this week's show, but we've just got time to fit in the title track from drummer Julia, Mark Giuliani and his quartet. Uh, the deliberately lower case album named The Sound of Listening is inspired by the writings of a Vietnamese Buddhist monk and examines the notion that inner silence is essential if we are to truly observe the world. See you next week after some contemplation. <laughs> Take care.